Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at His Hard Line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all of you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. And he is in charge. He is in the captain's chair at the helm behind the wheel. And therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Monday, August 7th, 2023. And you are listening to episode 590, Unmasking Corruption, Children in Peril. And we'll be doing a reading out of Psalm 61. Forgive me while I adjust some audio here, some sound here in my head. There we go. I think we're good. Wonderful. All right. So real quick, as always, our daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Journal Assembly, I don't care what you've heard. And yes, I do advocate for your participation in your local General Journal Assemblies. I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. And I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty Life Force, Speak in 37, RUSA, and Tactical Civics, or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. I have never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, or David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you meet me at my doorstep with it, at which that point it will be addressed accordingly. And it's important to note that I am also not a part of any cult and especially not a Freemason on any level. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless otherwise referenced. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. I tell you what, that doesn't ever get old. Did, did I ever mention that that doesn't get old? I love saying that to all the Karens and Darrens. It's got some special meaning for me behind that. But, you know, that's a different story for a different day. Anyway, 
So I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, my apologies for skipping out on yesterday's show. I was very tired, had a long weekend. Um, honestly, didn't get enough sleep uh, over the weekend. And uh, my body was just cashed. And I, there was just no way I could, in good conscience to myself, uh, carry on and do a show and actually have it be halfway good. Not that these shows are really good anyways, but, you know, at least give it a good college try, as they say. It just would have been a garbage production, and I just did not want to do that to you guys. So I just had to just kind of cut my losses and just give myself the rest that I needed. So I hope you all forgive me for that. Uh, but I tell you what, it was a good weekend for us. We 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 had the Coast Guard uh, Festival that came to a close. It's usually a week-long festival that starts on the uh, last weekend of uh, of July and ends on the first weekend of August, typically, is how that works. And so... The last Saturday of uh, the festival, you know, the last day of the festivals where they do the parade and it's the last time you can tour all the uh, Coast Guard ships and they get all the cutters in there. There's like three or four ships that you can go in there and check it out. It's pretty cool. It is really, really cool. Honestly, it, it's really awesome. If you ever get a chance to make it up to Grand Haven, Michigan toward the end of July, beginning of August, Coast Guard Festival is exactly where you want to be. It is awesome. Um we watched the parade. We were going to get our truck that I, you know, for the company that I work for, we were going to try to get our truck in. But unfortunately, the brand new trailer that we had had some issues with an axle and uh, actually a set of axles. And anyway, make a long story short, it, de you know, it was basically deemed undrivable. So, yeah, we could have used a different trailer, but this one's really shiny and brand new. And it just wouldn't have been the same without it. So we're going to shoot for next year. We're going to not only get one truck, but I am going to shoot for two trucks, two brand new trucks, two brand new trailers. And uh, it's going to be a good time. But this parade was so awesome because for multiple reasons. But one of the biggest things that was my favorite was the helicopters. They had the Coast Guard choppers that fly above the parade route. And super low at in some occasions. I mean, it is super cool just to hear it and feel the wind blowing over you when they're like buzzing over you. It is freaking absolutely awesome. And of course, I was wearing my custom made shirt that said uh, it was a shirt that I had that said uh, "Born Sovereign," and it said "We the People are the Civil Power." And then underneath it was a picture of the Continental United States with the uh, with the civil peace flag embedded into it. And underneath that, it says assemble now. And then underneath that image, it says the website for national assembly, which was www.national-assembly.net. And then on the other side of the shirt was the actual civil peace flag. And then on my sleeve was uh, my, his hardline logo on my left shoulder sleeve. And uh, I tell you what, watching Katie make that shirt, it took her two hours. I kid you not. You might look at that and be like, how? But if you only understood the dynamics of what went into it and why it was so complex to make, you'd understand. Like I had a couple people actually chime me saying, oh, how does a guy get a shirt like that? And it's like, ooh, I tell you what, I'm going to be very, very, very leery about asking Katie to make another shirt because that literally had blood, sweat, and tears minus the blood um put into that shirt quite literally i mean it was it was very tedious because again it's not screen printed it's vinyl and so there's a lot more that goes in with vinyl and you got to layer certain things to make certain 
uh, aspects of it pop out the way you want. Then you got to weed all the little fine details that you need out of it. I mean, it's a big pain in the butt, to be quite honest with you. And it makes me wish we could do screen printing. But the problem is you can't screen print on black. And I just happen to like wearing black shirts because it's more slimming on my fat dad bod. But anyway, um, I, it's a good shirt. And I had a lot of people read it at the Coast Guard Parade. And, and more importantly, I had a lot of people come up to me asking me, dude, what is this flag? What is this flag? Like, I've never seen anything like it before. And of course, I would go into it. I'd explain it. I'd point to the back of my shirt. I'd point to the front of my shirt. I'm like, you want to learn more? Go to national-assembly.net. This will teach you everything you need to know. Uh, seriously, go into the forums page. Check it out. This is basically a movement where we, the people, are getting our power back just like Donald Trump said we would. So go check out the website. I had so many people. So many people of all walks ask me, what is this flag? Where did it come from? When did it come about? Like everything. And I had some of the basic info right at the top of my head. But you know what's interesting? A lot of people, and when I say a lot, I'm talking a lot of people. Dozens of people came up to me. And they asked me, they said, well, why are you, a couple people asked me, well, why are you flying this at Coast Guard? I said, well, let me ask you this. Do you know what's flying at the Coast Guard station right now here in, in Grand Haven by the bay or by the, by the, by the, um, by the, you know, inlet there? And a lot of them were like, no. I'm like, if you actually go down there, yes, you're going to see Old Glory flying down there as well as a Coast Guard uh, flag as well. But you know what else you're going to see flying down there? You're going to see this flag. Except instead of the 50 stars in the white field, you're going to see a, uh, there's an insignia there because I asked somebody last year, instead of the 50 stars over the white space of the flag, there is an insignia that represents the highest ranking military service member that is at that base. But it's the civil peace flag with the 13 vertical stripes going down. And then you got the insignia for the highest ranking service member in the Coast Guard at that particular station. I said, well, wow, very cool. I'm like, I didn't know that because there's a lot of different insignias that go in that white space. Well, here's what's really interesting. So in the middle of this parade, I won't give you all the details because we got a lot to cover today. But there is one particular point, And there is, well, I'll say this first off. There was, a, so in the beginning of the parade, there is a lot of uh, the Coast Guard members uh, get, shuttled ahead of the parade on these awesome cars, convertibles, trucks, you name it, right? Awesome, cool cars. And it, on the side has their name and their rank and, you know, where they're stationed out of, everything like that. Like, and they're just waving to people. Super cool. I've had quite a few service members, uh, Coast Guard members, that I think, if I'm not mistaken, had some pretty high rank. They actually looked up at that flag and looked at me, gave me a nod and again, had a couple more that said, thank you for flying that. Well, there was one point, there was a Coast Guard member. Um, I don't know what he was in. It was in a huge jacked up, um, I want to say it was like a Toyota Tundra of sorts. It was a huge jacked up freaking truck. I mean, I mean, it, it didn't look like a normal truck. It was bad. You know what? It was sweet. The, at certain points, sometimes the parade will stop. You know, because of the, you know, there's bands in between them, you know, so they take a break and they stop and then they get going again. And then they stop. Well, at this point, this truck 
which had one of the Coast Guard members in there, along with some other people handing out candy and stuff like that. They took a look at that flag, this one member did, and he said, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, because you have that flag, I'm going to pass out this hat to you. It was a brand new hat. And obviously he wasn't just willy nilly just passing them out to every Tom, Dick and Harry out there. You could tell that these were probably reserved for very uh, unique people, maybe in the crowd. I don't know, like maybe somebody that might be in a wheelchair or somebody that might be dressed up with a cool costume. I don't know. But you could tell that he had a, a very select number of these Coast Guard hats. And when he stopped, he said, just because you have that flag and what it represents, I'm giving you this hat. And he tossed it to me. I was like, wow, thanks. Everybody around me, my family and some of the strangers that were sitting by us were in such shock and awe. They're like, whoa, he actually recognized that flag. I'm like, a lot of them do. I'm like, see, they don't teach us this stuff in school, folks. And there's a reason for it. But these people in the military, in the Coast Guard especially, and I shouldn't say in the military, but in the Coast Guard especially, maybe the Navy, but the Coast Guard, they know full well what this flag represents and what it is. In fact, there was somebody that was walking ahead uh, of one of the floats that was carrying the Coast, some Coast Guard members, and he read my shirt. And he actually purposely came over and pointed at my shirt. And he goes, you know, you're right. I said, come again. He goes, you know what your shirt says? You know, you're right, right? I said, I know. That's why I'm wearing it. He goes, I'm glad to see that shirt. I'm glad to see that message. And then he had to keep going on. But I tell you what, the flag and that shirt garnered a lot of attention. Almost to the point where I'm actually halfway considering the hell with doing a driving a semi for my, you know, on behalf of my work in the parade, which I would really love to do because they're awesome big units, you know, rigs that we have. But I'm almost considering renting like or finding a really cool, I don't know, muscle car or something. I don't know, but something to, you know, to. It would have to be something with a trailer hitch and totally like have a float and make like a national assembly type of flow. I don't know. Maybe I can brainstorm with some of the people here or, you know, for the Michigan general general assembly or something. I don't know. Maybe something for the national assembly. Cause there's people from all over the country that come there. And so I think it would be a great opportunity to fly those flags high and have a big banner where it could be read on both sides of the street. It says, assemble now, right? Something catchy. I think that would be awesome. So I don't know, something to think about for next year. But anyways, it was really awesome. Just absolutely really awesome. But anyway, enough about that. We're already almost 19 minutes in. So um, so that was my weekend. Now, real quick, I want to play a quick audio piece that my wife sent me that I think is very important to share with all of you, as well as me needing to hear it myself again, because this is, this is this is something that everybody should hear, especially if you have children that are school aged and still living at home, especially little kids. This is a very important message. Let's let's give this a quick listen to. All right. Let's see if this will work. Hold on. Come on and play. To notice what's happening around them. They know when you're there and when you're not. They know when you do this, and when you don't. Now, the good thing about young kids is they'll tell you because they have an is they'll tell you because they have an innate sense of value and they've not yet been conditioned 
to believe that they are the distraction and the phone is a priority. Mm. They've not yet had that conditioning. They're young enough to believe they have more value. And there's an amazing thing that happens when you put down your phone. When you put down your phone, you bestow value on somebody else. And the message you're sending them is, this phone, on this phone, 8 billion people can theoretically reach me. When I put it in here, you're more important than every one of them. That's right. We need to make sure we don't let that phone be more important than our kids. And I am just as guilty as anybody because of the amount of stuff that I do on my phone. I have to, this is an area that certainly I have to continuously be cognizant of, right? And improve upon because there is no doubt that I do a lot of different functions on my phone, like budgeting, right? Reading and looking up Bible quotes, watching videos that my wife sends me that she thinks might be relevant for the podcast, things of that nature, but not limited to um, a lot of the assembly business and text and emails that, you know, are exchanged for conducting different, you know, business, you know, like uh, affidavits, things like that. And I have to be particularly mindful to make sure that I put down my phone when my daughter needs my undivided attention. And thankfully I have a wife, you know, who helps me stay grounded and aware of these types of things that may affect our daughter both presently and in the future. I never want to make her feel like she's not important. And now while we're all also on this subject of, you know, the one true blessing and gift that God gives us, which we all call our children, we're going to be touching on some of the issues that we face in our society concerning the rise in anxiety and depression and mental health problems among children. You know, there's unquestionably seems to be a collaboration between the educational system and big pharma. And it just seems like they kind of intentionally contribute on purpose to these types of challenges that our children face. And, and so the focus on standardizing testing, right? Standardized testing and promoting of uh, psychotropic, you know, medications, AKA drugs, you know, raise a lot of questions, you know, and to address this far, you know, supersedes, um, ha, you know, addressing this far supersedes, um, uh, just having a dialogue with, you know, educators and parents and medical quote professionals, right? No, this is the kind of issue that needs to have a deep dive investigation and a thorough one at that. And it needs to be so thorough that it hurts when being probed to find any and all evidence that is contributing to harming our kids. See, prioritizing children's mental and emotional well-being can, can certainly lead to brighter futures for the next generation, but this cannot be achieved if we don't take a stand in the here and now. As we, the people under God, take matters into our own hands in the assembly of people and open up a grand jury investigation. But before we get into all this discussion further, okay, um, We'll get into this a little bit more after the reading, but real quick, this is interesting too. So Admiral Daryl Cottle, I believe is how you pronounce his name, uh, who is a Lieutenant General, uh, excuse me. So there's Admiral Daryl Cottle and then Lieutenant General Brian Kavanaugh uh, announced just a few days ago, I believe last week, that there um, there's a large scale exercise, an LSE as they call it, um, in this year during a media event in Norfolk, Virginia. This exercise is scheduled from August 9 through the 18th. So in just a couple days, it's about to kick off. And is a live, it's a virtual and a constructive event aimed at refining the synchronization of maritime operations across six maritime component commands and seven numbered fleets and 22 time zones. Now, LSE 2023 will bring together 
the combined firepower of the Navy and Marine Corps team to train in a realistic environment that transcends geographic boundaries, utilizing emerging technologies and validating distributing maritime operations, which also known as DMO capabilities. Now, this exercise is crucial for global synchronization and precise command and control of operations in a high-end modern warfare scenario. Now, participating units include various Naval and Marine Corps component commands, as well as seven U.S. numbered fleets. Now, on that subject, I find this a little interesting as well. This is something my wife found, and I think it's worth noting and giving a quick listen to. Give this audio piece a quick listen to. Um, this guy is Drew, the airwave architect. He's on TikTok. No, I'm not on TikTok. I get this from my wife. But um, listen to what he has to say with the, F, uh, with the FCC and FEMA just announced. Give this a quick listen to because this seems like these two events kind of go maybe possibly hand in hand and maybe for good reason. Listen up. Oh, are you going to be stupid? The press release came out today. FEMA and the FCC announced that on Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, they will test nationwide wireless emergency alerts and the emergency alert system. Let's talk about what that means. On Wednesday, October 4th, with a backup date of Wednesday, October 11th, just in case there's a widespread severe weather event happening on the 4th, FEMA will first at 2.18 p.m. Eastern time send a national level alert to the entire United States over wireless emergency alerts. This is like your phone going off for like a tornado warning or flash flood or Amber alert. However, it is going to use the national alert class, which is the one you can't turn off. It used to be called a presidential alert, but um, there were some reasons that the nomenclature was changed around that to uh, better clarify that the president as an individual does not like have willy-nilly access to this, but um, on at 2.18 p.m. on October 4th or October 11th, uh, everyone's phone will go off and then say this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. Um, no action is needed. Two minutes later at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time on October 4th, FEMA will drop T or National Periodic Test event into the iPods cap feed, which will, since all EAS participants are monitored or required to monitor the iPods cap feed, will cause them to immediately retransmit uh, this alert. Um, the last test in 2021 focused, focused <laughs> you can tell I've had a busy day, focused on the over-the-air daisy chain aspect of the emergency alert system. And so that one was initiated only by uh, the 77 primary entry point stations and uh, relied totally on the over-the-air dissemination. This one is going to be different. It is going to be a message that shows up in the cap feed, and whenever a station's index pulls that cap feed, which it does several times a minute, downloads that message, it will immediately interrupt programming and start transmitting. So just like I did in 2021, I plan on uh, capturing and listening uh, to several stations around here at the same time, uh, just so I have another kind of update on how that 
how that behaves. Uh, our EAS monitoring assignments have recently changed, so it will be a different set of stations that I have this time around. But it will be uh, it will be interesting to see uh, how fast everyone uh, everyone reacts to the message coming across the cat feed. Um, uh, on top of that, you know there are some preparations that we will have to do here. Um, I'll be sure to keep you posted on what we do to make sure everything still runs smoothly. And of course, there's uh, going to be some paperwork uh, that is due after the test happens. Uh, ETRS Form 2 will be due on October 5th. So that is like the day of tests. Like, how did it go? Uh, like, just kind of a matter of fact what happened thing. And then uh, form three, we'll have about a month to, to fill that out, which is kind of a more in-depth survey of what, you know, what happened, did anything go wrong, anything like that. Uh, so, you know, I'll just kind of keep you posted on how that happens. But the most important news is it's happening uh, two months from tomorrow. So it does satisfy the, they must give at least two months notice. Uh, we will have a nationwide test of the emergency alert system. Follow for more broadcasting content. There you go. That's going to be a bit interesting. So like I said, I don't know. I mean, look, if people still think that things aren't happening, uh, I don't know how really any more clear that can be. You know, oh, yeah, but Jason, clearly these are just tests and they're exercises. They're not. They're, these aren't real operations. Really? Really? Are they? But are they? See, if you've been paying attention for the last seven years minimum, you can begin to see a bigger picture in full color and, might I add, HD. And if you haven't, then the picture's still going to look grainy and pixelated at best, and you're still not going to know what the heck you're looking at or watching. So, you know, we're going to keep up on these updates, but very, very, very interesting. You know, we get, like I said, one of the largest worldwide exercises that's performed by the Navy and Marines um, across the world in what, 22 maritime uh, time zones, I think is what it was saying. 22 different, basically, you know, time, let me go back and read this again. Um, let's see here. Yeah, in 22 time zones. And that's starting, that's going live August 9th. And then here... The FEMA and FCC announced on August 4th, okay, so that's their two-month warning that they're giving giving the world, or giving America anyways, that on October 4th, they will be doing a nationwide test. Also, what, like he said, was also used to be called the presidential alert. And there's a reason why it's not called that anymore. I'll give you a hint why, or I'll give you an idea why. Obviously, it's because president isn't the one that's in charge of everything it's the people we the people that have assembled and yes that's because there is no president that's also it too <laughs> that's you're not wrong you're definitely not wrong go to the visitor center in dc you will not see a picture of biden from my understanding so anyways, so let's get into the reading real quick and then we'll continue on with the unmasking corruption children in peril topic here because uh, we got a th another 12-minute audio here. So the show might go a little longer than an hour, but we're going to try to condense it. So forgive me if I'm going to be speed reading through this a little bit. But um, again, Psalm 61, 
uh, verse one, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in your shelter of your wings, Selah. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me my heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life, his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. And that is the reading of verse, uh, excuse me, Psalm 61, verses 1 through 8. So in this Psalm of David, we find that there is a profound assurance of God's external, excuse me, eternal protection and unwavering presence in times of distress. And so as David cries out to God from the depths of his heart, he acknowledges that God is his refuge, a strong, a strong tower shielding him from the attacks of the enemy. And his trust in God, he trusts in God's shelter, seeking guidance to a higher ground where he can find strength and security. Now, the imagery that is being painted here of the tabernacle and wings symbolize God's comforting embrace and divine protection over, God, uh, over David's life. And he professes his unwavering faith, declaring that he will abide in God's shelter forever. Now, through his vows, David acknowledges the heritage of those who fear God, showing a commitment to a life devoted to him. Now, David's confidence in God's response is unshaken as he knows that God hears his prayers and will extend his life and reign as a king for many generations. Now, the plea for mercy and truth to preserve the king's position before God exemplifies the importance of seeking righteousness and divine guidance and leadership. And so, in response to God's faithfulness, David pledges to sing praises to his name forever and to remain faithful to fulfilling his vows, and this emphasizes the significance of gratitude and devotion to God, acknowledging that his protection and mercy are worthy of continuous praise. And so as we reflect on this psalm, we are also reminded of the eternal assurance of God's protection and, and shelter in our own lives. And just as David found solace in God's presence, we also too can seek refuge in him during times of overwhelming challenges. Now, let us also take time and hold fast to our own trust in God, acknowledging his sovereignty, acknowledging and following his guidance, right? Continuously offering our praise and commitment to his eternal protection, especially during times such as these. Very short uh, chapter, but a, a good chapter nonetheless. Now, pivoting back to the discussion of unmasking corruption, with children being in peril. Now, <clears throat> once upon a time, we should say once upon a past in present time, in a very messed up and confusing world that we're still living in, where education and the pharmaceutical in industries wield immense power. And they seem to have a sinister collusion that's unfolding to manipulate the young minds of innocent children, right? Because the educational system 
which is controlled by influential figures conspired with big pharma driven by greed to pretty much intentionally dumb down and psychologically harm the younger generation. The roots of this malevolent plot lay in the pursuit of profits and control. Profits being money, not profits as in teachers, profits and control. So money and control because the educational system under the sway of these hidden puppet masters implemented curriculums that focus solely on standardized testing and rote memorization, neglecting critical thinking and creativity. See, children were basically reduced to mere test takers, right? And their potential for growth and curiosity has been stifled because of this indoctrination system we call public schools. Hence, one of the biggest reasons why my wife homeschools, because we understand the war that's going on on children and what they do to them in these public schools. And simultaneously, Big Pharma seized this opportunity to exploit the vulnerability here. So what they ended up doing was they flooded the market with psychotropic drugs, a.k.a. medications targeting children with mental health challenges. And rather than addressing the root causes of anxiety and depression and other issues, they opted for a quick fix, basically drugging and medicating young minds without proper consideration of the long-term ramifications. So as this collusion continues to deepen, so did the alarming rise of mental health problems in our children. Anxiety and depression became more and more widespread, leading to a generation struggling to cope with their emotions and challenges, right? And the future of this once bright minds, of these once bright mind people are becoming increasingly dimmed trapped in a cycle of dependence of pharmaceuticals with their true potential suppressed. And yeah, it's done all by design. But not all hope is lost because there is a group of courageous men and women who are rising up against this malevolent alliance, beginning with ferocious mama bears taking on school boards across this country. This fight is continuing with many patriots who are true men and women of God and will not stop until every last single child is left alone by the deep state satanic syndicate. Now, we will continuously demand and prompt change, rallying for holistic and nurturing educational approaches that prioritize mental and emotional well-being for our children. But see, together we can challenge the status quo, exposing these dark motives behind this harmful collusion. Now, as the truth starts to emerge, okay, as the truth starts coming out little bit by little bit, and it seems like it's flooding out more and more than ever before, the once unquestionable power of the educational system, and I say that in quotes, and big pharma, will begin to crumble and fall flat in its footprint. And in the light of full disclosure and reform, there's going to be a new dawn of education that's going to be rising up, especially in the homeschool sector, and one that aims to empower children and parents to foster the innate curiosity and creativity. See, mental health support 
will be prioritized and pharmaceuticals will be a thing in the past as we start applying a more holistic approaches to healing and implementing proper consumption of nutritional real food that's not processed with dyes and chemicals and red 40 which also contribute to neurologic neurological functions of children's you know brain function right issues with children's brain functions and with the united efforts of those who refuse to be silenced the grip of the colluding forces are going to be loosened giving way to a brighter future for our children and as society starts to awaken to the unknown and negative unintended consequences of their actions by conforming to this bs system they're going to start to begin to fight more and more to protect and nurture the young minds breaking free from the shackles the mental shackles by the way of this treacherous alliance that well, I like to call a match made in hell, which is big pharma and the public indoctrination system that we call public schools. They're a match made in hell. And only Satan and his legion of demons would do this to our children. Why is that? Because children are the closest living being that live on this world, on this realm, that's closest to God and Jesus Christ before, you know, they get corrupted by the BS of this world. That's why. That's why they go after the children. That's why there's so many pedophiles that go after them, that they're satanic. They know because they, they want to harm God any way they can. And they know that the biggest, best way to do it is to get after the children because they hate God that much that they want to do unspeakable things to these children and take away their innocence. That's what they want to do. And it's freaking sick. So this audio that I'm going to play tells a bit of a story of a harrowing collusion that serves as a stark reminder of the importance of full disclosure and ethics and compassion in shaping the educational landscape for generations to come. Again, specifically the rise in homeschooling. And may this stand as a testament to the power of collective action and the unyielding spirit of those who dare to question the status quo, ensuring a brighter and more compassionate world for every single child. I repeat, for every single child. Let me say that one more time with a little special effect. For every single child. I hope I made myself clear on that. Let's give this little audio it's 12 minutes long let's give this a quick listen to hopefully it'll work here hold on here let me try to blow this up real quick i might hold on I'm trying to make this a little larger for me hold on because there's some things i need to read here because it's all right so the first thing i'm going to read right here it says any review of a typical in this video that i'm watching okay that you're going to hear audio to says any review of a typical elementary school textbook printed before 1910 shows dramatically that students were learning mathematical skills that a few of our current students know anything about continuing A 1990 survey of college seniors, hold on, of college seniors showed 42% couldn't name the dates of the war between the states to within half a century. 
and that was by Charles Sykes, uh, Dumbing Down Our Kids. Continuing. This is called the deliberate dumbing down of America. On a time, there was a little girl named Maya. She was a bright, energetic young lady. Everybody thought Maya would do great things one day. Today was a special day. It was the first day of school, and Maya was looking forward to all the new things she would learn this year. But this year was not going to be exactly what Maya expected. Something was different this year. Something in school was not quite right. Maya was still learning how to read and write, and even though her homework was full of spelling mistakes, her teacher gave her a gold star. The teacher did not ask Maya to correct her spelling. Maya's mother asked the teacher why her daughter got a gold star. The teacher said that marking the spelling wrong would hurt the child's self-esteem. In the modern way of schooling, there was no right and no wrong. They now have a new way of spelling called invented spelling. She explained that the kids could spell words any way they liked. It's all correct because it's all creative. In some of the more advanced classes, they even used this method of no wrong or right in math. This way, two plus two could equal five, and no one's feelings would be hurt. Even though this seemed odd to Maya's mother, she didn't question the teacher. After all, the teacher is the professional, and surely she knows what she's doing. Yeah, that's right. The teacher is the professional. Surely, they know what they're doing. By the second month in school, Maya came home looking very down. She no longer was as happy as she used to be. Her mom didn't know that Maya was learning a subject called death education. All that talk about death gave Maya nightmares and made her nervous all the time. When her mom found out about death ed, it confused her. She didn't understand why young children were being taught about death, but she didn't say anything because, after all, the teacher was the professional, and surely she knows what she is doing. On the sixth week of school, Maya's mom found a test in Maya's backpack. The test was marked not to be taken home. Her mom looked over the test and found questions about her personal thoughts. Do you sometimes get nervous talking in front of class? Do you ever get depressed? Do you feel like your parents are abusing you? Upon further research, Maya's mom found out that this was a psychological test. Given to the students without the parents' consent, the kids were offered pizza or movie tickets if they filled out all the answers. Investigating further, she found out that if the child was evaluated as high risk for depression, she would be sent to the school counselor, who would then tell the parents that the child needed medication. She also found out that most of the kids taking the test had mental problems, and that they would all be asked to see the psychologist. Maya's mother was alarmed, but she let Maya see the counselor. She was worried about her little girl and felt she might need help. 
And after all, the counselor is a professional. And if he says Maya needs medicine, he must know what he's doing. The psychologist recommended Maya be put on a drug that would cure the chemical imbalance in her brain. The fact that she was never tested for such an imbalance didn't occur to her mom. The doctor was a professional. So each day before school, Maya would line up with all the other kids who also needed medication. A day after she started taking her meds, Maya was having more nightmares and weird thoughts. She didn't look right to her mother. So they went back to the doctor who put Maya on a different drug. Even though she went along with all this, Maya's mom was confused. How could her daughter be getting high grades but not know how to read or write or do math? And why was her little girl who was so happy and energetic now so quiet and sleepy all the time? The teacher was pleased. Maya no longer spoke out in class and seemed to be more focused on her work. And now, a little history. In 1879, Wilhelm Wundt, the father of psychology, decided that man had no soul. Man was just a stimulus response animal with no self-determinism. He needed to be trained like any other animal. Supply the correct stimulus, you get the correct response. Just like rats or dogs. In the early 1900s, Teachers College taught teachers the new science of psychology. These new methods of teaching would devalue academics and concentrate on behavioral techniques to mold children's values. Schools would be turned into mini psych clinics. The Rockefeller Foundation backed Teachers College and new educators like Edward Lee Thorndike, James Earl Russell, and John Dewey, who were disciples of Wundt. Together, they rewrote textbooks and curriculum for the new American education system. This system got away from learning to sound out words using a method called phonics. It was old and too difficult, they said. They now use a new method called look-see, or whole word. All you had to do was recognize words by the way they looked, instead of learning to sound them out. And even though reading levels took a nosedive, they continued to push these new methods. They hired professional educators that believed history and geography were unnecessary burdens on young minds. Children should concentrate more on how they feel about history rather than memorizing unnecessary facts. And most importantly, the teachers and counselors should be the ones to teach moral values to the children, not the children's own parents. Parents were not professionals. 1965, passage of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act. The number of educational psychologists in schools rise from 455 in 1969 to 16,146 in 1992. I want to I read something on here that I thought they would say, but there's a quote on here from the World Federation of Mental Health, and it says, I quote, the family is now one of the major obstacles to improved mental health and hence should be weakened. Let me repeat that for a second. The family 
is now one of the major obstacles to improved mental health and hence should be weakened. Can you understand what these psychopaths are trying to do? And yes, Rietta, I will post this on the His Hardline Telegram channel. Yes, I will. This is straight bull. I'm not kidding. This me off. It, it really, it, it really does. It, it it pisses me off. The family is now one of the major obstacles to improved mental health, and hence should be weakened. <laughs> Continue. From 455 in 1969 to 16,146 in 1992. Probably just coincidentally, the number of child murderers and suicides skyrocketed as well. Certain members of the government were overjoyed with this new form of education. Controlling the behavior of people, keeping them dumb. They could pass any laws they wanted and no one would even know. Now the program was complete. Dumb them down, fill them with drugs, then indoctrinate them with facts they no longer had the power to refute. While the mental health experts were taking control of the kids away from their parents, the kids' bodies were also being poisoned, making education even harder. Fluoride, found in drinking water and hundreds of products, is actually a highly toxic industrial waste product. Fluoride is the main ingredient in sarin nerve gas used by the Nazis in World War II to make their victims docile and sterile. It's also the key dumbing down ingredient of Prozac. Here are some of the cumulative effects of fluoride. Worried about the flu? Do you know what's in the vaccine? Fact, more people die from the vaccine than die from the flu. Fact, vaccinations have been associated with many neurological disorders. Babies are given a cocktail of vaccines before their little body's immune systems can handle it. Genetically modified foods are linked to toxic and allergic reactions, sick, sterile, and dead livestock, and damage to virtually every organ studied in lab animals. They are banned by food manufacturers in Europe and elsewhere. Yet GMOs are present in the vast majority of processed foods in the U.S. One night after Maya finished her homework, she and her mother were watching the TV together when they saw a news report come on about another mass murder at a high school. The reporter said the boy had stopped taking his meds and that his psychiatrist said that's why he killed all those people. Here's what the reporter didn't say. Side effects of the new mind-altering drugs can cause suicide and violence. All the recent school shooters were treated with these drugs. They were all troubled boys, but none of them were murderers until after they were medicated. It was raining the day they buried Maya. Nobody could understand why a nine-year-old would want to hang herself. Things like this never happened before. It was all very confusing. The school psychologist said, if only we could have gotten to her sooner. Yeah, if only we could have gotten to her sooner, she would have done 
more damage sooner. There's a quote here at the end of this video, and yeah, I'll make sure I post this video. It says, schools will become clinics whose purpose is to provide individualized psychosocial treatment for the students. This will include biochemical and psychological mediation of learning. Children are to become the objects of experimentation. And yeah, and that's the end. The first thing that comes to my mind, ladies and gentlemen, is the little girl up the road. I say little girl. She was in high school. But the little high school girl up the road here, I think she might have been 15, 14, 15, right around there. She was lower fresh, you know, lower classman in high school who had hung herself earlier this year. Yeah, my wife said 15, she thinks. She had hung herself. Living with grandma, she had a brother, has a brother. And they were dealt a pretty hard, a hard hand already because their father, years ago, here in Muskegon, and I'm going to keep names out, of course, but their father um, had, a, I guess, a jealous, jealous fit of rage, if you will. Found his wife. Uh, I don't know if she was cheating on him. I don't know this story. I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know the story. Um, oh, it was his ex-wife. Thanks. So, yeah, my wife knew would know more about it because she's, like I said, from the area. But saw his ex-wife with another man and there's a guy that i work with that actually um is friends with someone who was on on the phone with this man this 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 husband here um and he basically found them uh after out, out i don't know if it was like in a parking lot after a bar but basically killed her and him and then he turned the gun on himself so these these kids were dealt a pretty hard lot already a hard hand so they lost not only their mother to a murder by their father but then lost her father to a self-inflicted you know suicide and now they were living with grandma who lives just a few houses up the road from us and now because of all the bullshit and yes i'm saying it for shock value but it's also needed these schools pull on our kids. This is the kind of sh this is the kind of crap that gets filled in their heads, and they get filled with depression. They get filled with anxiety. They get filled with hopelessness. They get they get put on these depression meds so soon, so early in life. And then the minute they're off on they they get aggressive or they do they they have thoughts of harming themselves, you name it. And this unfortunate event happened earlier this year, just a few houses up the road from us. And this young woman, this young girl, 15-year-old girl in high school, hangs herself to her death in her grandmother's basement. Yeah. 
this is what these public indoctrination systems, a.k.a. public schools, are doing to our kids. This is what Big Pharma is doing to our kids. This is what the damn educational system is doing to our kids. They're not educating them. They are grooming them. They are indoctrinating them. They are doping them up. They are filling their heads with the agenda that the freaking government, the de facto fraudulent bullshit crown ran and operated government with the Vatican behind it. This is what they're doing to our kids. It's a big satanic system. And all you people think it's good to send them to public school. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not the people who listen to this show, but anybody who's new here that has their kids in public schools, get them the hell out because you are basically death by a thousand cuts. Get them the hell out of these public schools. Shut them all down. Millstones for every single one of these sons of bitches. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, we need to assemble our states. You get the states assembled with 50 states, we flex our muscles of we the people, and this nonsense stops. Is it going to stop overnight? Not necessarily, but it'll stop in quick order. Destry just said right here, took my daughter out of the school January of 2020. Notice that there is a rise in homeschooling ever since then. Because Destry's not the only one. There are many parents out there that did the same damn thing. And it's rising. Good. Shut these schools down. Shut them down. We're going to end this in prayer, and then I have one little audio piece that I do want to play. Because I never want to leave on a negative note. And then I'm going to play a song. An old school song, because... I was getting in a little bit of the club music last week, you know, Christian club music. Ah, but we're feeling a little old school country this week. I'm going to play a little George Strait Troubadour. Just sounds good. And listen, anybody that listens to this show, if you do have kids in public school, look, I don't think that I'm trying to dig at you. I'm not. Look, I was a product of public school as well. I went to public school. I think I went to Catholic school for three years, second, third, and fourth grade. All right. It, I'm not saying you're a bad parent by putting your kids in public school. Look, I get it. They, they're making it tough for people to do this, right? They're, they're, they, while inflation is up and wages are down, they're making it freaking impossible for a mom to be able to stay home and a father to provide for the family and at least provide a decent income without being in the poverty uh, class. I get it. There's an economic, uh, there's an economic, what do you want to say? There's an economic struggle there. So forgive my, my passion here. I'm not trying to demonize anybody and everybody that puts their kid because sometimes it looks sometimes economically. Sometimes it's just hard. Look, I grew up with a single parent. My mom couldn't homeschool me. She was a single divorcee. Does that make her a bad mom? No. But unfortunately, I was subjected to the public school system, too. You know, so what I want to say is if you have the ability to or the means, do your best to, to try to get them out of the school. But obviously, 
you can only pray and do your best as a parent, right? Especially, you know, in today's world, right? It's, it's, it's hard. It is very, very hard. And so I want to make sure because I don't like offending anybody. I really, really don't. Sometimes I do. I'll be honest. There's sometimes I actually enjoy offending people, but not, not often. My wife is probably rolling her eyes at me right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I don't really mean to offend anybody. I really don't. It's just, it pisses me off to see what's going on in these schools and what they're doing to our kids. And they're making it damn hard for families to provide a good living for themselves while having one parent at home, particularly a mom to homeschool. They're making it damn hard. Again, with wages low and inflation up, it's like they're damn near, it's like by design almost. And it is by design. I'm just reading through the comments. Sorry for my slight pause. Oh, April K, I feel bad. She said, wish I could get my oldest son to see the need to do just that and take my granddaughter out of the public system. Yeah. You know, you just don't know what you don't know, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that in our prayer. Let's keep that in our prayer. Don't let me forget that. Um, so let, let's, and speaking of prayer, let's do that. <clears throat> and then we'll end on a positive note because it sucks leaving on a negative note. So Heavenly Father, <clears throat> first off, I want to pray for April and her son and her family that um, her oldest son eventually sees the benefit of taking um, his daughter out of the public school system. And we also want to come before you, uh, obviously with very heavy hearts, because we need to seek your protection. And we're asking for your guidance for our children who are facing a very malevolent force, uh, malevolent forces of in evil and a corrupt educational system in big pharma. We implore you to shield their innocent minds from manipulation and harm. Please grant them the strength to resist conformity and the courage to embrace their uniqueness and creativity. We ask that you guide us as parents and caregivers to stand firm against these influences, ensuring that our children receive a nurturing and empowering education that fosters their mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Strengthen our resolve to challenge the status quo and advocate for a holistic approach that respects each child's individuality and potential. Father, we also lift up those children who are suffering at the hands of abusive parents or caregivers. Surround them with your protective love and mercy, providing a refuge from the pain that they are enduring. We pray for intervention and transformation in the hearts of those who inflict harm, that they may realize the gravity of their actions and seek help to heal and change. Grant these vulnerable souls the support and care that they need to break free from abuse and find safety and healing. And may our society be vigilant and proactive in identifying and rescuing children in danger, ensuring their safety and guiding them towards a brighter future and loving a brighter and loving future. And one last thing, Father, please help the worldwide alliance that is together in unity who are operating on many levels to find every single woman and child that has been taken by these corrupt and satanic individuals for their sick, nefarious purposes. 
that only a demented mind can think about. Let every last one of these defenseless souls be rescued and returned back where they belong, which is in the safety and comfort of a true loving family and home that they can feel secure in and allow them to never be worried about the evils that once surrounded them. And Rietta adds to the prayer, Lord, we need you more than ever. Lord, the evil seems overwhelming, but we also know that nothing happens without your knowledge. We also know that you are grieving over the evil, but we also see how you do give grace and mercy more than we deserve. Lord, please help us to know what to do in this battle. Help us to be bold and fearless with your Holy Spirit. Lord, please protect the children. We are begging you. We know you love them so much. Lord, we trust you. Let me continue to look, make sure she, uh, Liz and Elle asked, pray for public schools to crash and burn. <laughs> Amen to that. And for the rise of homeschooling. Um, I'm just looking, looking, we're praying. We want to pray for all families across this nation. Those that are struggling economically, who are having a, a hard time homeschooling because of the economics, please give people the ability and the means to, um, and yes, give us the courage, like Oscar says, give us the courage to stand on your word, Lord. And we pray all this and trust in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, folks. Very, very heavy topic, very, very serious topic, very, you know, very passionate topic. Because I think the children, this is where we're going to be drawing the line. Is the harming of our children. We can't let this go by and go on anymore. We can't. Again, I know everything. I always bring everything full circle to why we need to reassemble. This isn't about just getting rid of and abolishing state and federal income taxes. This isn't about abolishing property taxes or gaining our sovereignty. Yes, that is. these are all benefits of reassembling our states, right? And abolishing the Federal Reserve System, yes, these are all benefits of what comes when we get our reassembly of 50 states. 38 is the minimum that we need to start flexing our muscles, but this is why we need all 50, because crap like this ceases to exist when the assembly of people are in place. Okay? And like Rietta says right here, why should the Lord heal our nation if we can't even do our part to protect our own children? Exactly. And yes, Lizanella says to let our elected officials know that they work for us. We are watching. And yes, names are being taken down. Like uh, Jan Halper Hayes said from the DOD on that uh, interview that she did, that show uh, in Britain who was on that special task force for the Department of Defense. They have all the goods. In fact, Trump uh, retruthed that part of the interview. They have all the goods. Do you think, again, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, that there is, that, that, that they're just, that all of a sudden they're having a worldwide exercise that that happens to be just Dink, that they're doing that in 22 time zones, really, with the Navy and Marines. You don't just do a worldwide exercise just because you want to be prepared for something. I mean, come on. 
they've been prepared. <laughs> My wife says, sorry to anyone that can hear water sounds in the background. Laundry is in rinsing mode. <laughs> it's all good. It just sounds like a waterfall. It actually sounds peaceful over my headphones, actually. I like it. Um, but there's no there's no accident. This is no accident that the Navy and the Marines are doing these worldwide exercises in 22 time zones starting in a couple days on August 9th. There is no coincidence that FEMA and the FCC came out saying, giving us a two-month warning that come October uh, 4th, that they are going to be testing the national, what used to be called the presidential alert system, which is more of a nationwide alert, basically like an EBS, right? An alert nationwide, where it's going to go right to everybody's cell phone, not just in a selected area. It's going to go to everybody across the country. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Pay attention, folks. You think nothing's happening? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Pay attention. And if you still think that, oh, this is just conspiracy theory, Jason, you're a crazy loony nut job with a tinfoil hat. Okay, that's fine. Um, you just keep saying that. If that makes you feel better at night when you go to sleep, that's perfectly okay. You just cuddle your little pillow, your little body pillow, you keep telling yourself, oh, that Jason, he's just a crazy nut job. He doesn't know his head from his arse. Okay, if that helps you get on with your daily life, then whatever it takes, that's fine. But to the rest of the men and women here who are uh, in tune with reality, um, you know what we need to do. It's called reassemble. You understand? It's called reassemble. And one last video to end on a positive note before we get to good old George Straight Troubadour. you're battling a spirit of fear right now, can I please just say to you, number one, you're not weak. You are not weak. The very reason your enemy is picking on you using fear is because he is scared to death of you holding the hand of the God of the universe. So it, this is not because you're weak. This is because you're a target. And it's also because God's going to use this to teach you about his power and his faithfulness and his obsessive love for you. But the enemy's trying to isolate you, get you away from the Father. But I'm telling you right now, the God of the universe stands over your bed. He stands over you every moment of every day, and he is more bothered by everything coming at you than you or anyone who loves you ever could be or will be. Here's why. He is your daddy. He is your daddy. And you don't have to live with this fear. You just got to stop agreeing. With and the only way to break the agreement with the spirit of fear is to double down on agreeing with the one, the only one who casts out all fear. Sleep well tonight. He's That's right. Hands over you. Your battle. He stands over us. He stands over us. That's why we're getting constantly berated and attacked. Because Satan knows what we're going to do. Satan knows what we're capable of because we stand firm with Father.
in heaven. And he hates that. Absolutely hates that. So with that, I hope you all have an excellent day. Remember here at His Hard Line, we are firm. We are steadfast. And yes, we are uncompromising. We do not bow to the enemy. The enemy bows to us because we are the people under God who are working on behalf of God to help restore what was taken and what we so ignorantly allowed to be taken over. No more. But we have to start by protecting our number one blessing and gift given to us by God, and that is our children. We need to start by protecting our children. Have a blessed night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back here tomorrow. I still feel 25 Most of the time I still raise a little cane with the boys Honky tonks and pretty women Lord, I'm still right there with them Singing above the crowd and the noise Sometimes I feel like Jesse James Still trying to make a name Knowing nothing's gonna change What I am I was a young troubadour When I wrote in all the song And I'll be an old troubadour When I'm gone Well, the truth about a mirror Is that a Damned old mirror Don't really tell The whole truth It don't show what's deep inside Or read between the lines And it's really no reflection Of my youth Sometimes I feel like Jesse James Still trying to make a name Knowing nothing's gonna change what I am I was a young troubadour When I wrote in on a song I'll be an old troubadour When I'm gone I was a young troubadour When I wrote in on a song When I'm gone I'll be an old troubadour When I'm gone 
kissing mama goodbye He's up and gone with the sun Daddy drives an 18-wheeler And he's off on a Midwest run And three sad faces gather round mama They ask her when daddy's coming home Daddy drives an 18-wheeler And they sure miss him when he's gone Yeah, they do Ah, but he calls them every night and tells them that he loves them. He taught them this song to sing. Roll on highway, roll on along. Roll on, Daddy, till you get back home. Roll on, family, roll on, crew. Roll on, Mama, like I asked you to do. And roll on, 18-wheeler, roll on. Roll on! Mama's waiting by the phone It rings, but it's not his voice Seems the highway patrol Has found a jackknife rig In a snowbank in Illinois But the driver was missing And the search had been abandoned Cause the weather had everything stalled And they had checked all the houses And the local motels When they had some more news they'd call she told him when they found him to tell him that she loved him and she hung up the phone singing roll on highway roll on along roll on daddy till you get back home roll on family roll on crew roll on mama like i asked you to do and roll on 18 wheeler roll on mama and the children Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. 
They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. Forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time. 